Welcome to She Has a Goal in Mind, brought to you each week by Darcy Morris and Gabriella Jukes. This week we chatted to Welsh international rugby player and founder of Yogability, Alex Donovan. We spoke about how an injury drove her to play rugby, being a successful businesswoman and how having confidence in yourself can change your life. We hope you enjoy listening and don't forget to like, subscribe and follow us on social media at A Goal in Mind Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hi, you okay? How are you guys? Good, thank you. Really good. Thank you very much for coming on to chat with us today. I'm Darcy and this is Gabby. So we just want to know a bit more about your journey because you're not only a successful businesswoman with Yogability, you're actually an international rugby player as well. So can you tell us to start off a little bit about your background how you got into rugby and were you always a sporty person growing up um yeah so my parents are really sporty there um so my mum actually still plays hockey foils and my dad used to play uh, rugby foils so yeah it's kind of in the blood like my sister's massively into crossfit so we've always been really really sporty when we went to uni you have to choose a sport so then I chose netball and I played netball for years and that was kind of my main sport um when I played netball I actually uh, ruptured my Achilles so I was out for like two years which is really actually how I got into yoga but when I recovered from the Achilles rupture I never went back to netball I was weirdly too scared to go back to netball and then I was like oh, I'm gonna join rugby and everyone's like there's no sense in what you're saying I, my fr- some of my friends played rugby I was like oh, I'm gonna just like jump in with them join in with them kind of thing and then I um yeah joined Swansea started playing and um, the kind of like rugby community and like the social side of it is is just massive in in rugby and and then one of my friends like really close friend Ellie Norkit passed away um, in a car accident and again really in her memorial game the Welsh coaches happened to be there and it was only probably like a year and a half into when I started playing rugby properly or maybe even less and yeah. he said oh do you want to come to Welsh training and I was like, eh, yeah, okay. I just even, I even remember, like, just didn't really know the rules or anything. I was thinking, oh my God, and like in, out of my depth. And then went, yeah, went Welsh training and then just kind of went from there really. And then I've been playing for like a couple of years now. So. <laughs> Obviously you were injured playing netball and then went into a full contact yeah. sport. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds weird, but with netball, it's so short and sharp. I was like, well, I think it's a lot of strain on my Achilles. And to be honest, when I was injured, I was like, I've never really given rugby a go. And and I'm really, I'm massively for like uh, women's sport. And, you know, I, I'm like a massive advocate for like women can do anything. And, and rugby was really struggling in a way of, um, they just don't get the same kind of equality as, as men. And I was like, why? Like they should. And, and then I was like, I, I can't, it, that kind of appealed to me as well. As in, I was like, I want to join this team that, they get so much stick from like people that they shouldn't be playing. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. People <laughs> like, oh, women shouldn't play rugby. And it made me want to play more. You made your Wales debut, didn't you, at the uh, Principality Stadium in front of a record-breaking crowd for the Welsh women's team. So how was that experience for you? It's good. And when you say like record-breaking, it was basically that the men were playing after. So some people were like turning up early being like, what's going on? <laughs> It was really good because I think some people just never, some people honestly don't even know that women play rugby. So it was really good for them to get that experience. And 
yeah it was it was it was so cool so I remember obviously in the week they tell you whether you're on the bench or you're starting or whatever and I was on the bench and I was like oh my gosh um went there and one of my friends went off with a head injury like um so they have to assess that she, she has to go off and it was so sudden I didn't have time to think about it because they were like oh Al you're on and I was like what do you mean on? what do you mean on they're like you're on I was like oh my god and I was so scared I was like apartment was like I don't want to go like I'm too like I'm too scared ran on and it, yeah just don't even remember really the game or anything because your adrenaline's just pumping and then after the game I remember getting interviewed and they were like well, how, how did it go? I was like, oh, it was amazing. It was the best thing ever. Like, couldn't have asked for a better game, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, did you lose? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy that I played. It was really cool. And it was like Mother's Day. So my, my parents were there and stuff. It was, yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. I actually read online, your dad helped set up a women's rugby team because your local rugby team actually dropped the women's team yeah so um uh the rugby team my friends were playing for was called uh, it's called skewing and so i joined them and they um and that year we won like everything you can win in women's rugby in wales we won it all and then they were like oh congratulations for winning but you don't make us any money so we're gonna pull the squad and we were like like we, yeah, it was mad, and, and then we were like, right, can we raise enough money? Like, how can we keep this going? Because it wasn't like they were like, you know, you can still train, but we're not going to fund you buses or whatever. Even though they never used to fund us buses to go to games anyway, they were just like, oh, we just don't want you. It kind of costs us m- more money. And my dad was a, he used to play for Swansea, so he was secretary of Swansea Rugby Club. But they were amazing. Like it was the probably the best club in Wales with regards to treating us exactly like the men as in that we had a really good food after the game and things like that and yeah they helped us and and obviously it helps that it was my dad so he wanted us to be there but um yeah so he helped us set up Swansea and um it kind of went went from there really so that they're still obviously not this year but they're still playing yeah it's amazing that you had his support as well of course obviously his daughter but for him to support the women's game as well that must be really you must be so proud of how far you've come from that yeah and I I think it's hard because because I think in a way I'm, I'm still like his little girl so when I go into a tackle he's like oh, like he's he's still as much as he's into rugby he always says that he's never been so nervous for games and when I play but even when he used to play he's like it's just a different kind of thing and yeah and but having I think my parents so into sport it's just I think that's where I get my um, so everyone's like, oh, you just, you just go, like, I, I don't really question sport. And, you know, people, especially with women's sport, you're like, they're like, oh, you're so motivating. But it, it comes from them. They're very much like, well, you can play for Wales. You can do this. You can do this. So it, it, it is, yeah, and it, it massively helps. And, yeah, even even with that, like, I probably take it for granted, really. I was like, well, he's secretary, and then he set it up for us. But I massively take that for granted, um, which, yeah, he could have easily not done it, but if you met my dad he would have always done it you mentioned you ruptured your achilles playing netball did you actually encounter any injuries playing rugby oh yeah <laughs> yeah i remember but mine are really pathetic sometimes because the like i think I, the girls have always played since they were you know kids whereas i came in really late so even when i got like a scratch on my face i'm like oh my god like i was in physical contact but yeah it's like it's hard like you're never going to prevent injury in a contact sport like it's 
the way you fall or the way you get tackled and stuff. It's just like, you know, 100% of your speed against 100% of their speed, there's going to be injuries. So yeah, I've had a couple of injuries like concussions and things like that. And But what's really hard for girls is like, we have to go back to work. Like, you know, when we say, no, I had my first calf, well, I was working in the night. So you're on a high and then I'm like, right, yoga, got to go teach yoga. So, yeah, and same with injuries, hard, especially for my job's physical. Yeah, like I've taught in a, in a moon boot for like months uh, when I, because I like kind of had a slight tear my Achilles again. Yeah, I have been injured, yeah. Did yoga actually help you then with your injuries? Uh, yeah, so basically, I it sounds really bad, but I had such a bad well the concept of yoga at the time was just and it had such a stigma to it that I when these surgeons were like look you should try something like yoga that helps with like stability or like mobility of your ankle and I was like oh this just not a bit me that like I just don't really want to go so I was like oh I may as well go and I had a I always thought there was this one style because they were like oh what yoga have you tried and I was like well yoga like there's only one like I just didn't know and at the time it wasn't like it is now it's pretty well known now so then I started I remember going to a class and there's people there that like twice three times my age that were way better than me balanced or like any part of mobility and things and I was like and don't get me wrong there was still it was still a bit too zen for me like I love the um, meditation and like the kind of zen side now but at the time I I didn't I didn't think I needed it but the physical side and the benefits of it really outweighed how much I actually enjoyed the class yeah it massively helped speed up my my rehab and and they said um yeah they basically always say when I get injured I come back a lot uh, really quick just because of the I guess give myself a head start in that way um from doing so much yoga. that um yeah so when I came back to training I was like oh I you could see that I dropped off the yoga because then I was back in the gym or I was back training and then rather than being an hour and a half in a yoga class I'd want to go to the gym so then I thought, surely more people like me out there that kind of need the benefits of yoga that don't necessarily love yoga and that's not their entire thing so I was like googling our oh, yoga for athletes yoga for this yoga for that nothing and I was like maybe I should try and become a yoga teacher but create my own style of yoga as well and that's how yoga ability came about then as because I couldn't find anything. I would have happily just gone to a class and, and done it myself, but because I couldn't find anything, I was like, oh, maybe there's going to be more people like me that need it, but don't necessarily love it. Now I really like it, but at the time I was like, oh, I don't really like it. So I wanted to kind of target the people that yoga couldn't target, and that's kind of what, what how I created yoga ability then. That's quite interesting, actually, because I think you always think, well, from, from my perspective, only ever gone to one yoga class, and you just think it's just that one type of yoga. It's all about relaxing and and that sort of side of it. But then there is so much more to a yoga, isn't there? And it's I've seen on on social media that you've been working with a lot of elite athletes as well, and that's amazing to see that they are using the benefits of yoga to help them in in their performance so how is it working with those sort of athletes yeah it's cool weirdly the only person I've been starstruck over is Gavin Henson <laughs> uh, like I've worked with like even like uh, he's like voted uh, world best rugby player at the moment like I work with really high profile people and then I remember walking into the dragons and I think it's because like you know when you're younger you really fancy him and then he was like he was like, all right, Al. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even see. Yeah, so it was, it's, it's weird. It's, it's nice and it's really nice in one-to-one to them because you get to know them on a different level. 
and um, a lot of my friends actually are quite high profile rugby players so in a way it's good that I'm friends with them as, as like friends with them first because then when I meet other people like it's not as daunting because the girls some of the girls are like oh how do you even do it like it must be really intimidating because I and, but, but they're coming to me as well so it's not like you know they want they want this and for them it becomes part of their routine then and they yeah they really buy into it and everything and and to be honest they're, they're at the top of their game so even if it's going to help that one percent they want to do everything they can to be at the best best kind of like the top of their game so so they do whatever they need to do and if that's you know, even though some of them hate it they they always come in and they're like this is the worst hour of my week <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about the business there's two parts isn't it two two types so there's yoga ability and the yoga yeah so yoga ability is so like I mentioned that is the method of yoga I teach personally so I'm the only one that teaches that at the moment um, it's a mix of yoga and mobility work it's more to do with like strength through range and like I said like kind of targeting basically what athletes need or what people that are, that are physically active really need so that's more for like the injury prevention that kind of style um so that's what I teach personally and and that's what the online is is yoga ability online just is my kind of teaching and that's what I go around teaching sport teams and then the yoga hub is actually two yoga studios in Cardiff so they're heated studios the reason I created the yoga hub was like we were saying earlier that people just think it's one one type of yoga so we've got like 14 different types of classes and I wanted Basically, when I started working in yoga studios, it was it's really intimidating to work. Really, like the yoga world is quite intim- an intimidating world, especially if you come at it from a non kind of spiritual side. So then I wanted to create studios that were like really approachable for everybody. Plus, there's in Cardiff the going rate for yoga is probably between like twelve pound and sixteen pound a drop in, and I was like, people are gonna gym or like people can't afford that so I was like I want to make it like six five or six pound a class so they can go more that's like the idea of like them going more I actually opened the yoga hub three weeks before the first lockdown so we haven't really been open that long the yoga hubs are actually hubs that other instructors we've got 10 instructors that work in the hubs then now speaking of the lockdowns um you've been doing a lot haven't you online like you mentioned the online yoga ability and you've been doing a lot of free sessions for people to take part in so how important has that been for you during the lockdowns oh it's been massive like I remember when I started my partner I was like I'm just gonna do free classes for people because selfishly I was I didn't have it sounds really dramatic I actually got interviewed last week and they made me sound so so down that I had so many messages being like are you okay I was like I'm fine it's just the way I said it I said that I had no reason to get up but I meant I didn't have work. They were like, oh, she had no reason to get up in the mornings. And everyone's like, you're all right. I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm fine. But I had no work. So I was like, and you know what it's like, the later you get up, the later you go to bed. And I was like, I'm going to get into such a bad cycle. And I was like, I need a reason to get up. And my friends were feeling exactly the same. So I was like, what if I put on a yoga class in the morning? Like, and then just jump in if you are new. Um, and, and I was like, oh, it's a good chance to get people that had never tried it before to try it. So I'm not very good at technology. So I was like, I'll just do it on Instagram. And because I'm not bothered about like, if no one jumped in, it doesn't really bother me anyway. Yeah, in the summer, there was like 140 people that were signing on in the mornings. And I was like, that is um, mental. Yeah, which is really cool. 
and then looking back it's probably it's a great it would it's a great marketing tool mind you I didn't actually <laughs> it sounds really bad but I was like I didn't expect to do 100 because I ended up doing 100 free lives it was like number 84 and I was like oh my god I was like well I'll do it as long as lockdown lasts and because I didn't put it on social media I was like I had no lie-in in the first lockdown because I was up every morning at half seven and I was like you know even the days where you're like I'd love a day off don't get me wrong obviously straight after the class I'm done but after so many people had been like you know it really helped me I, I got up and it, it gives it, you start your day in a different way than if you're just you know lying in bed and and even I think it helped people that would never have tried it before just to think oh, I'll give it a go I'm in the house I may as well so it was, um, yeah, it worked out really well. It's actually from that, that when I said, oh, like, I'm going to finish on my 100th live, um, people were like, oh, well, if we paid you monthly, would you carry on doing like a couple of weeks? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I mean, my friend um, who built my website, he was like, oh, we could actually do an online platform if you want. So he does like the, the website side. And while we're in lockdown, if you guys want to jump on and you can pay a subscription. Yeah and um it's gone from there really and I I think I'll carry I'll carry on with that now as well as doing the hubs yeah definitely and maybe it's more convenient for people who don't have time to actually get to the gym when they're back open as well yeah because I think yoga will actually remain in the house as in I do think there's always going to be a scope for yoga at home because you don't need anything you don't need any equipment or anything so um yeah and then that so it's good from yoga ability side and then from the yoga hub side I'm like oh no. <laughs> Did you see your business grow fast? Did it surprise you? To be honest I, I think I was naive to it at the start as in I've, I work really hard like I, so I've been teaching for about five years whereas I think people have, think I've only just started teaching from lockdown because that, that's when they saw me but I've been teaching for five years and I used to travel all over so I work I've always worked seven days a week and I used to travel every single gym that I could to try and cover as much ground as I can to try and get yoga ability out there so as much as I'm so grateful for how kind of um how successful it is now I have put in that work so when when people were doing my online I've already I already know them from different gyms and things and I think that's why probably it built really quick online because I I have people that follow me probably from different parts of Wales so then you know the kind of growth is just a lot quicker I didn't realize how how I know it sounds really stupid but I just didn't realize how well the online was going to work on the online market and, and everything like that yeah so I, I still get really surprised when like I went for coffee the other day and they're like oh are you Alex yoga ability I'm like not my full name but <laughs> and obviously with the rugby side as well you've got like the two sides so yeah it's um yeah I'm so chuffed with how it's going amazing and talking about the rugby you have the six nations coming up in a few months don't you so how is the preparations going for that and you're back training now yeah so we've been really lucky um so during the first lockdown obviously everything was off we still had like online sessions and all of that it was really hard with the rugby so they just kept probably like our snc going so it's like fitness and strength kind of thing um, and then we were meant to have an autumn's game. So we were meant to play against Scotland in October, uh, November time. But that was cancelled because of COVID. But then since December, we've actually been in training three times a week. So we train on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so we've been really lucky to be able to train because there was always talks about the Six Nations not going ahead. And 
to me, the hardest point was actually when they didn't know what was happening because your training kind of changes depending where you are in competition. So if you're going to play Six Nations in two weeks, your training today is going to be really different to if, you, if you're going to play in two months. So um, then when they had the date, yeah, it's been really good since then. Um, so we're playing first weekend of April. But um, yeah, everyone's just really switched on. We've got new coaches and everything, which is always a refreshing. It's really nice. So um, yeah, we've been really lucky and it's really good. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Um, it's always weird with Six Nations and stuff and with new coaches, like I'm saying, you just never know with selection and stuff. So you kind of, I always say like, you're always prepared that you're going to, you prepare for if you do get selected, but with a backup if you don't, because you never know what team, like there's about 50 odd of us in the squad and you just don't know what team they're going to go with or, and I think this time, whatever team they select first, they're going to play them all because of COVID. I think they may have to go, I don't, this could be wrong, but I think they may have to go into more of like an isolation kind of period. So, um, yeah, like I feel really good. Um, I'm just, I didn't really enjoy rugby last year and I've got that kind of love for it back. So, um, and I think you always have to like remind yourself because you get so stressed with, you know, training and then selection and all of that. And then the reason I kind of got into it was because of Ellie. And uh, when you remind yourself of how lucky you are to be in this position, you, you're like back in the present, you back and you enjoy it so much more. So I have to like remind myself of that but yeah I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it at the moment which is good what would you say um are your goals then for this year of course you've got so much coming up with you with your business and with the rugby so what are your personal goals for this year um personally I'd love to be in the squad that go to the world cup for rugby um so it's in New Zealand and I'm still on at the moment so that would be my personal goal um with business it's I'm really chilled because I like everyone's like, oh, you seem to like take business like in your stride. And I'm like, I think it's because I've got a plan. Like I don't have a plan. So it doesn't matter what happens because I wasn't set on, like business is really different. Like I set myself goals personally because I feel like I can, I'm in control of whether I reach them or not. However, with business, like it's so out of your control a lot of it. When I set myself a goal, it's, it's, it's actually not really to do with me. So it's really hard. Um, I'd love to see the hub obviously back open and it's, it's really hard in a pandemic because my ideal is for like, no social distancing. Like, you know, I wanted it to be like a really friendly place where people have a coffee before and after and all that. So it's quite a, a like far-fetched goal that is, but whenever that happens, that'd be great. And then with the online, yeah, I just hope it just, it just grows naturally and, I, I, I do really want people to do it. So like, well, what, what do you talk about? So this is going so off tangent, but um, we were talking about doing um, like a free week of, of the online. And then what my business manager was like, oh, well, should we chat? Should we put, make people put their bank details in? And then like, if they forget to cancel, at least like they have to pay. I don't want, like, we didn't do that because I'm like, I really don't want that. I actually want people to do it. And I think why then, some people are like, oh, your business is going really well. And I'm like, I think because I really believe in it. So because I, I love it and I want people to do it and I'm like, try it and I will ch it will change the way you think of exercise and fitness and all that. Then, yeah, it grows organically. And, and that's just what I hope will continue. I hope it just keeps growing and, yeah, go, go from there really. But yeah, I've got no plan business-wise. 
Do you have any advice for someone who may be starting up their own business or taking up a new sport? Yeah, I would say, especially if we're talking female, I would just say like, not to doubt what you can do. Like to have self-confidence is like, I would give it, uh, honestly, if, if I could give everyone self-confidence, it's just, it's just gonna, it'll change your life. And, and I think just by believing in yourself and even if you don't like fake it till you make it as much as that sounds a really weird kind of piece of advice um the more confidence you have in yourself the more other people will have and and you can actually do whatever you want to do whatever you set out to do you can do it it's just trying it and I think like I was saying like my parents have given me massive um confidence but like there's that quote isn't it and it's like what if I fall but what if you fly and I think it's always don't worry about what what could go wrong just focus on what could go right and it probably will go right there's obviously going to be stuff in the pat in in like on the kind of journey it's not like a straight road but 100% just focus on what can go right and focus on your end goal and everything else kind of takes care of itself what I've really learned as well is surrounding yourself with the right people makes a massive difference because if you surround yourself with people who want you to succeed and want you to and want to help you like it uh, the the people you surround yourself with has a massive um effect on even like mental health mental well-being and and how you feel about yourself yeah that's definitely so true and one thing I wanted to ask you was um I saw the last week you were on the Sinbin program on BBC so how was that experience and is going into media and broadcasting something that you would potentially look look to in the future <laughs> I was so nervous because I was like yeah okay good it's like good that they want a woman on there for like women's sport and all this and then an hour before I was like can I cancel the <laughs> I so nervous so they're like you know if we're having like a meeting in rugby or whatever they're like um so it's an open forum like voice your opinion and my friends are like not you and I'm like okay then I'm like wait don't say this don't say like it is hard like I would love to go into it but I think I need training everyone was so nervous to watch because they were like what have you said I was like I think I was fine I liked how organic it is and I liked it like I didn't want to make it serious like you know women's sport and the inequality and everything especially when you talk about rugby it is it's a sensitive subject but I didn't want to come at it from that that point of view because I do think it's like changing and everything so yeah I was really chuffed with how it went as in I like I survived but honestly before I was like I can't do this I'm so nervous it's weird how you build yourself up yeah definitely sometimes yeah the the thought of doing something especially if it's new to you as well is worse than when when you actually do it and then come off it you're like wow like no why was I worrying yeah so out of my comfort zone that I was like I don't I don't know if I can do this and and then I was like trying to think okay why do I want to do it and it was like right I want more females in sport I want you know I I want to show people that that like you can play rugby whatever and then it yeah and then when it came to it I was like no I don't want to do that I was like I don't care about women's rugby anymore I don't want to do it just just out of interest for our listeners why do you think it's important for more women to be involved in sport to be honest, I think it builds, it's, there's so many reasons, but for me personally, it, it's got that social side of it that, you know, you, you are friends with so many different types of people. Like everyone on that rugby pitch is so different. You actually really, de- you learn to deal with different personalities. Like it massively helps you in life. And I think being physically strong 
um, has an impact on how mentally strong you are. And I know, I don't even know if that's actually scientifically proven, but the stronger I am physically or like the healthier I feel physically, the healthier I actually feel mentally and the stronger I feel mentally. I've never been felt so mentally strong as when I feel physically strong. So I want women to feel like that. I want them to feel like how much that, and, and it links then into like, what they're worth like I'm massively on like self-confidence and like they're worth so much more than they probably think and I do think physical strength which comes from sport a lot of it has an impact on that and then as well like we were saying with surrounding yourself by the same kind of people and like you know I could feel really muscly in like a vest or whatever and I'd go to the game and they're like oh like either would never comment on it or they're like oh you look really strong great it's got just got a different spin on even like body confidence and and everything like you train then to be quicker on the pitch or be stronger in the gym you don't train for how you look and I think it's a really healthy way of training as well and, and a healthy way of looking at life like that you want you want to be strong you want to be you know it's like survival of the fittest isn't it it's like kind of switching your way of thinking I like that. I agree that when you feel physically strong, you do definitely feel better mentally. And it, it has such a positive effect on your life, I think, when you're involved in sport as well. Like, it brings up so many different qualities and it help, does help you through different situations in life, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it's helped me massively. And that's why I'm a massive advocate. But even if it's not sport, even just finding something that is positive. And to be honest, I think that's why it's good that I'm into the yoga side as well, because sometimes I forget you get so caught up in sport and teamwork. You're like, well, actually, yoga is a really good way of helping your mental and, and physical strength. And like all the meditation, and all that is massively like beneficial. So it's good to have the two sides. Yeah, definitely. So at the end of our podcast, we usually ask our guests three questions, nothing to do with sport in general, just to get to know you a little bit better. So the first question is, who is your hero and why? My hero is um, Ellie Northgate because she, like her life ended so much sooner than it should have. But she was always, she was the youngest on the pitch, but always the strongest. Or oh, she had the biggest fight. She always reminds me of like, if you give 100%, it doesn't matter if you're not the strongest, like people will just think you are. <laughs> so she's just... She's my hero because I think she, yeah, she reminds me of what's important in life as well. Yeah, that's definitely so lovely. Yeah. The second one is, if there was a zombie apocalypse, who would be the three people from sport that you'd have on your team to help you get through it? Or in life in general, actually. You can pick anyone. I was thinking, when you said sport then, I was like, going to go Sam Orbitum, but he's so scared of, like, flies. <laughs> but yeah, my definitely my sister. Who would I have? My sister, yeah, definitely. Uh, my friend Karis, because I just find it so funny that she would make everything just funny. Um, and then I would also have, oh, probably my mum, because she turns into a bit of like Liam ne- uh, Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. So the third question then is, what is your favourite quote and why? I think it's, um, it's what you do in the dark that puts you in the light. And I think you have to remember that is, with everything really it's like you know when you feel like even like really bad days or like when I feel like I'm working so much it's like to see the the end goal of it I think and um yeah I think it's always remembering there's a light as well so like as much as that quote means like you know it's what you do behind closed doors or what you do puts you into that light 
remembering there's the two sides as well so I think that's probably I love quotes so I've every time when I finish this now I'll be like yeah I chose the wrong one <laughs> it's, it's good for a, an athlete or a sports person because it's, they'll see you on the pitch at big games and kind of whatever but they don't see the training the hard work that you put in behind the scenes yeah and like the tears in like when you're in like the yes and the selections and all that so I, I even though it's funny because a lot of people are tr- they try and be really supportive which is so nice but they're like well done on the weekend you scored a really nice try I didn't even play but I'm like well, thank you <laughs> they, like, they try and be so supportive but then all they say is like oh great you're playing for Wales which is great but the hard is as hard work you know yeah most definitely uh, thank you so much for joining us it's been lovely to hear your story and chat to you and get to know you a bit better no worries thank you so much for having me yeah thank you Thank you for listening to episode 8 of She Has a Goal in Mind. We hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, please leave a review, like and subscribe for more episodes each week and follow us on social media at A Goal in Mind Podcast for updates.